Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical world view. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hey everybody. He is back in Pennsylvania. I am in the wonderful state of South Dakota, and we are excited to have you joining us today. Check out our show website, trdshow.net, for a list of links to all of the many platforms we are on. We're on a ton of different places now, so if you don't follow us on some form of social media, you're missing out because we're posting things almost every day now that uh, we think people actually enjoy. And and we, we think that because we get a lot of likes. So that's that's why we think that. Uh, you can follow us on Gab, Getter, Facebook, Instagram, and a host of other places. Host a host, a host of other places. Check us out there. Go to trdshow.net and you can just click the links. And you don't even have to search for us because it's just so easy to just click the links, right? Also, we are on a ton of platforms that you can just, if you just want to listen to us and watch us, you're just like, you know, I don't do that social media thing. First of all, mad respect. Totally get it. Good for you. Uh, but check us out on some other platforms so you can watch and listen to our content and, and share it with other people. I mean, that's the biggest thing of social media is you can share that content. But if you're not there, you know, that's all right. Word of mouth grows as well. And anyone you'd like to send to our show, just send them to trdshow.net, our show website, because very shortly, I say this every week, I've been saying it for a while now. Very, very shortly, we are going to be releasing a whole new set of features that are going to make your experience on our website, so, so much better. And it's going to be cool. And we just had a lot of conversations this week. I had some conversations with some designers and people who know UX things. And it's just been wonderful getting to put this project together with them and uh, our team here at the Reformed Center. So we hope you enjoy it when it finally comes out. But uh, we probably get another few weeks before that's available. But you'll be able to find it at trdshow at protonmail.com. Nope, that is our email. You'll be able to find it at trdshow.net is our website. There we go. Went into uh, automatic robot mode there for a second. Okay, so um, today is discussion topic Friday. Our title is uh, Halloween Horror and Holistic Christianity. Basically, we want to talk about is horror as a genre something that is redeemable? And by we, I mean Jacob, because he's the one who did a lot of research on this. So. I am excited to hear what he has to say, and I'll be chiming in every so often just to say some words so that you all know that I'm, you know, still here just admiring all the research he did on this topic. Um, but before we get into all of that coolness, which I can't wait for, uh, we have to talk about our verse of the week. We've been talking about it all week, and it's Hebrews chapter 10, verses 30, 35 through 36, and it's meant to be an encouragement. So as I read this, be, be, be in, in, encouraged. Here we go. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 35 through 36 says, therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. And that's again, Hebrews 10, 35 through 36. So we've been talking about this all week, right? Monday, I associated it with another verse. And if you missed our Monday episode, go check that out. Wednesday, Jacob did a great job chatting about this, and so check out our Wednesday episode if you missed that. But there's there's a lot in this verse. There's so many facets to it that we really need to remember. One of the biggest things, last week we also talked about this topic, and I thought, hey, let's continue the trend. You know, we're talking about working for the kingdom of God. We're talking about applying the applying the Bible to all areas of life. We're talking about creating a Christian culture. Try saying that five times fast. 
And a huge part of that is, yes, we're going to face backlash. Yes, we are going to be attacked by other people. Not even just the left. We're going to be attacked by our own Christian brothers and sisters because they don't sometimes understand what it is we're working towards or they misunderstand it or they have a different interpretation, I would argue, an incorrect interpretation of Scripture that says, oh, the kingdom's just spiritual. We don't need to do anything here on earth. This is not our home. This verse and many like it throughout Scripture, hundreds like it, are meant to encourage us to keep working for the will of God. Notice that last part. So that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. There's a condition there. You don't receive what's promised just for sitting on the couch doing nothing. What are we called to do? We're called to do the will of God. We're called to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that really mean? We pray that, I hope. But what does that mean? It means at the same level of intensity that God's will is being carried out in heaven, which you better believe it's intensely being carried out in heaven. We want that same level of intensity here on earth. And there is much that could be said about that. But something, with that, something that I think Jake, go ahead. I, I kind of want to point out here is this, this word endurance. Uh, the, this verse says, for you have need of endurance. You don't need endurance if you're sitting on the couch. You need endurance if you're running. Boom. If you're doing exactly. something, that is when you need endurance. You don't need endurance yep. to sit on the couch. This is <laughs> even indirectly is talking that you need action. You need yes. movement. You need to be doing something that causes you to need endurance for it. Yep. Absolutely. Dude. Yeah, great point. One of many, I'm sure. So with that, I'm going to pass it over to Jake to talk about... Halloween, horror, and holistic Christianity. And mind you, I, I, I typically I'm the one who puts together these titles. So I snuck Halloween in there, and Jake and I actually just discussed it a little while ago. He's like, um, we're doing a Halloween special next week. Why are you putting this in the title of this week's show? And I'm like, well, this way we can reel people in, and they'll be like, oh, cool. They're talking about something topical to the, you know, holiday, quote-unquote, yeah, that just happened. Yeah. Yes. So we can be like, sweet, we're part of the, the holiday that just happened this week crowd. And uh, maybe we'll get some clicks. I don't know. I don't but, clickbait but usually, seriously. but if there's a Halloween. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But seriously, stay tuned in for next week because next yes. week is going to be very interesting. Have we announced next week, a special guest? Next week will not, will not just be clickbait. It, it will yeah. be an actual yeah. really cool episode. <laughs> we're we're going to have a special guest on, and I don't know if we want to yeah. say his name. But. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's confirmed. So, yeah, John Branion, comedian next yeah. door. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. had him on. Uh, uh, we did an interview with him at the Fight Life Feast conference a couple weeks back, and <laughs> it was it was good. It was just this is a good time. I mean, you talk to John Branion about anything for ten minutes, and you walked away with yeah. a smile on yeah. your face. It's, just, it's a good <laughs> yeah. time. Um, but it's also going to be super informative. We started talking a little bit about Halloween last time and it was kind of just funny. So now we're like, Oh, let's pick his brain on, on how it's related to comedy and, and things like that. And entertainment specifically. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait to get into it and yeah, so stay tuned for next week. Thanks for the mm -hmm. reminder, Jake. Yeah. And with that, dude, take it away. Halloween horror and holistic Christianity. Go for it. I kind of want to go slow with this. Uh, do just it. to sort of break it down, sort of just make sure everybody understands this. But starting out, obviously, you know, we're going to need to start defining terms and what I mean by horror and what is me meant by horror. Um, and before I define it, I would like to see how Bruce 
could quickly and briefly define horror oh. in as short a words as you can. I don't really want to give you a number because it could be hard that way, but, you know. See, I, I even knew this was coming, and I'm still like, oh, how do I do this? Um, when you think of horror, so what first comes to you? When I think of horror, now this may not be the uh, topographic, or this, this, this may not be the actual definition, but when I think of horror, I generally think of something I want to avoid. I think of uh, shock. I think of, oh, no, something I want to run from. Something that's, like, horrifying is scary. And I suppose many would associate gore with it as well. Okay. Okay. I can kind of see that. You're right about the shock. So, okay. horror in, in, like, a Google search definition... Mm -hmm. Horror is an intense feeling of fear, shock, or disgust. So it's a feeling. Horror is a feeling that you have. Um, fear could be another way to describe it. But fear is, in, in a sense, part of this definition. Uh, fear, shock, and disgust. Uh, so, really, as we're going through this, that is... What is being said, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about this feeling of fear, shock, and disgust, and movies that promote that feeling and push that feeling, really. That give you mm -hmm. that feeling, really. Um, but, as a bit of disclaimer, this is not research all based on ourselves. Uh, we are talking about this based off of a video that we watched titled, Can Christians Watch Horror Movies or Play Horror Games? And this video was done by the Reformed Gamers YouTube channel, and I would completely and totally recommend that you check out their video. Uh, hopefully the link will be in the description. Uh, and because there are so many interesting discussions that I don't have time to, to talk about and that I, I don't talk about, Watch it, listen to it, they have some great points. And really, after watching this, um, I've kind of gotten an understanding that I think horror can be redeemed. It does need to change. It can't be exa the exact same that we have now. It does need to change. But like most things... Kind of like wrestling. Right, right. It does need to change. But again, like I said, after watching this, I think horror can be redeemed. But I do want to clarify something. That when I say this, I do not mean terribly gory and slasher films. Mm. Those are not justified. Those are not found in scripture. And what I mean by slasher and goriness, for, for our public schooled audience who don't know what that means. Uh, uh, God's this fire. is Yeah. Going back to Bruce's, Bruce's rant on rant. Monday. Uh, but <laughs> this is the excessive killing or showing of dismemberment or blood. Excessiveness mm. of that. And, yeah. and that, that is not good. That's probably not a good thing to put your mind into and think about that and have your mind uh, brought onto all that. Uh, we, we look back to the verse, think of all what is good, what is just, what is holy. Think on these things. Uh, so you really want to be thinking of what is good. Uh, so this is not this is not that that kind of good. But uh, something interesting that I want to bring out from 
what uh, they were talking about in the video. Uh, they bring up a passage. They bring up Daniel 5. And this is a horror story uh, where a ghostly hand writes on a blaspheming king's walls. I, we probably all know, know this story. But the point of this is that horror is found in the Bible as a creative device Christians can use and therefore should be a part of our storytelling. Should be another storytelling really interesting. device. Yeah. Um, and they were bringing up multiple other instances of this horror being in the Bible. But I think this is the, mo the one that sticks out the most as being, oh, this is, this is an obvious horror, you know use in the Bible because it in it depicts the Bible depicts of this story this ghostly hand floating in the air writing on the walls and it really has that and it shows the king's reaction to that of his knees knocking and him trembling yeah, here right it, yeah it's complete and utter horror like that that is horror um but again going back to what I said earlier to clarify I'm not talking about slasher. That's not horror. And that is not biblical horror. Uh, but, before I continue, Bruce, what are your thoughts on the idea of Christians creating horror or watching modern horror films? Yeah. Well, I, <clears throat> I think you're, you're, you're kind of going in a, in a really good direction with this and associating it with storytelling. I think there's so much today, um, especially in Christian circles, uh, so much content being produced, so many conversations being had around storytelling because we realize just how important this is, this aspect of Christianity is, you know, storytelling. And so, yeah, to, to, to talk about, you know, we're trying to narrow in what makes a good story. And now we're talking about, okay, well, what about some of the themes of the story, which is kind of what it seems like you're advocating for here is, is horror as a theme of a story. It's a horror story, right? Right. Uh, like John a Mark. horror movie. Right. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And so I, I think it's fascinating to find that there are examples of that. Um, but I, I really like examples of that scripture. But what I really like that you did was redefine it because, you know, so many people can think of the slasher and the gory whenever you say horror. Yeah. And I think that's typically we're told throughout scripture that people love a nation under judgment it's people will love violence and yeah. will lean and 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 be pulled to violence so we see a lot of people today just associating oh horror oh great we get to watch someone you know get violently harmed or, or you know killed and so typically christians stay away from it but reforming horror the genre and redeeming it, as Kyle Hessler, our wrestler buddy, likes to say, um, I think is is really cool, and and it certainly seems like you're making a pretty solid case for that. So keep going. I'm I'm intrigued. Uh yeah. Uh this is yeah, like you were saying, it is a different genre. It's just another way of storytelling. We're using this as a storytelling device. Um. And and so, God is very creative when it comes to creating all these different outlets for us to express our creativeness. Um, God didn't just make one type of dog. 
God didn't make just one type of tree. He made a whole bunch of trees. And that goes the <laughs> same for storytelling. Yeah. You have all these different ways of telling a story. Uh, horror yeah. is just one of them. Um, now, Joe Thorne, who is a pastor on this show, uh, on, the, on this video that we watched, uh, was talking about how the dangers um, to allowing horror to consume your life. That we can't let horror consume our life. Uh, he was saying that out of the out of the time you have for entertainment, you should be limiting horror to a small section of that. Out of this like certain time frame that you allow for entertainment to take up that time, you should allow only a small section of that entertainment section to let it stay in that section. But, and really this is true of all entertainment, and like what we said in our gaming episode, we can't let this gift from God be our God. Yeah. Um, but I, I, my, I forgot to read a heading for this, but my heading for this is horror is entertainment. Horror is entertainment and therefore not an all day, every day affair. Mm. So it's, some, it's not something you should be doing every day, all day. Um, so, very much so, again, it's another form of entertainment that we need to be careful of. But I don't think that means we need to be getting rid of it entirely. Uh, this kind of leads me into a discussion of certain games and stuff, certain movies, and actually I don't touch the movies aspect because I don't watch horror movies and really i don't play horror I don't, games i don't think either of us has ever actually seen a horror movie so it would be kind of difficult for us to i comment. think um so there was a movie and depending on how you define it uh there was a movie called a quiet place oh Have you seen that one Bruce? i've heard of that one yeah uh that one i would kind of say is horror in okay a sense. uh yeah. because it does invoke those types of feelings of fear uh shock uh disgust but um as we defined in our definition you know but, something that kind of just came to me and maybe you'll address this later too but a question or a concern is what is the focal point of a horror movie right mm. is the horror itself the focal point or is the story the focal point and the horror is just an element in it you know like i think that that's a, a good question to consider too because um in that that John Krasinski movie, the uh, the Quiet Place, the um, the story, from what I gather, I've watched like theory videos or I've watched uh, pitch meetings or or uh, how it should have ended videos. Right, those are always fun to watch for movies I've never seen before. Yeah. You know, and um, but from all of those, it seems like the story is actually really complex. You know, they they had to apparently walk on like sand to keep from like making crunching step right. through the forest right. and and things like that. Um, where it was an intricate story that was the the story was the point, but every once in a while there was a jump scare, and every once in a while, you know, like yeah. the horror point of it, the scared, oh goodness, ah, you know, the scary part was it just added to the story. It wasn't, yeah, you're not just watching it to 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 see someone get killed, right. you know, right, and the focus on that aspect of that killing aspect I think is not a good idea but another thing uh 
our head researcher, our mom, we were talking about when we're <laughs> when we were talking about this topic, um, we were having a discussion on this one series called a Midnight Mass. Uh, my mom watched it and she was just explaining to me about it and what it was. And she was saying that all the way through it had a good storyline, had a good story plot. But then it got, as it got closer to the end, there was an episode of really the whole episode was just full of these like, almost like vampire creatures just attacking people and sucking people's blood out and stuff like that. Um, and Steve Dace also did uh, basically a re reaction to it. He talked about it. And I liked Ooh, what was said about it. Yeah. Well, this was a long time ago, actually. Oh. This was... It, this wasn't within the past month. It, I think it was even last year. Wow. Um, but he was talking about it, and what I what I get from it is that this is one episode out of the entire series, and really, what it's showing is sin, almost in a, in a sense that it's showing all of this all the way through. These people were normal human beings, and then they get tempted with this sin. And the majority of people just gave into it. They, uh, these were regular human beings, and then something with like a vampire esque something weird thing. I haven't watched the show. My mom was just explaining it to me, but these people kind of had this sort of desire to want to just start attacking people like that. Wow. And but there was this one family that didn't. They resisted that. They said, no, we don't, we don't want to do that. And it showed that this is not something that it's just a innate desire they can't get rid of, they can't control. No, you can't control it. Yeah. You just need to. You just yeah. you control it. Yeah. Um, but, and I liked that aspect to it. So even shows like that, I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that one because it's showing you the progression of, of sin in this, in that. It can be fought, though, because yeah. it's showing this other aspect that it can be fought. And this is what you should be striving for. This what we're showing you. This is not good. This is what we're showing you. This is good. Um, but and that comes with it, the critical thinking aspect. I, yeah. And, and what you're describing is storytelling. What storytelling should be. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're precisely describing the core part of what a story right. should do. It should make people want to engage in that battle and want to win. Um, and I think that stories like that and so many others provide the inspiration because we are born with an innate desire to A, tell stories and B, listen to them and hear them. And that affects us. God has yeah. been has given us a whole book of stories that are real, <laughs> a whole book of accounts with fascinating details and um they're not boring <laughs> you know yeah I, yeah and yeah sorry go, go ahead i just thought that was that was really interesting but i kind of want to delve into and i i the way i had it set up in my notes i'm flip-flopping it now because i think it works better this way Four. but going into the critical thinking aspect that was brought up in the video the point that should be focused on and this is, again, this is something that Joe Thorne, the, the pastor on that show, brought up, is when watching horror, we should be examining the story, finding the distinction between good and evil. And 
really, this is true of all shows, books, games that we watch, read, or play. So, we should be thinking about this all the way through everything. Um, we should also be drawing lines. Understanding where to stop watching or playing uh, these types of games or movies. The one host on, on the show was talking about a game in which started out in a butcher's shop uh, with this guy running at him with a cleaver. And he said at that point, he drew the line and said it took it too far and stopped playing the game. Mm. Uh, and this is not, and he was saying that this is not something that added to the plot. It wasn't something that advanced the plot. It's yeah. just in the story to be in the story for no yeah. reason. The, the horror genre takes self-control. And I think some people may be susceptible to the dangers from watching it. Because watching horror can sometimes cause someone who has a desire, this wrong desire, to want to hurt people. It can make it worse for some people. And I think you need to be self-reflecting, self-examining, understanding, what, first of all, what kind of person you are. And should you be watching this kind of stuff? Does it prick your conscience? And all this other stuff. But be self-examining. And be examining of the show. Be critical thinkers. Yeah. Uh, but That was a big thing that Doug Wilson brought up in his... Um, at the Fight Laugh East conference in Knoxville, Tennessee. They did like a panel show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the things that he brought up talking about storytelling was... He wanted his children not to just uh, consume entertainment without analytically identifying its component parts and breaking it down and realizing what is the worldview that I'm consuming here? What are the component parts that I'm ingesting? Right? Because you do. Your mind takes in the entertainment and your mind, your subconscious and your conscious mind both do things with that information, good or bad. And if you don't pull it apart, you know, Christ said, take every thought captive. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, Christ didn't. I think that was Paul. My bad. Take every thought captive to Christ, I think is how the passage goes. But the point is, it still stands. You know, take every thought captive. Take that information you're trying to ingest and understand it. Break it down. Look at its component parts. Exactly what you were just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but all of this culminates to now my disagreement with what they said. Ooh. I right. I agreed with a lot of what they said and and notice it's only the last four minutes of my disagreements so i have very little disagreements with what they have said but and this video will be in the description so check it out yes yeah certainly we're not saying we're not discrediting them i i think they did an amazing job talking about this but i do have some uh, small disagreements and and that is uh the pastor joe thorne said that he played a horror game called Doom Eternal. Now, Bruce and I were talking about in the pre-show that this this game, Doom Eternal, and, and Joe Thorne was talking about it, and by itself, if you didn't take, if you didn't know what Doom Eternal was, it would, it would be like, oh, maybe this is a game I can play. Mm-hmm. But what he said is that the game is you're killing demons. You're basically, you're killing demons. And it's like, oh, that sounds okay. That sounds fine. 
And he said what what Christian wouldn't be okay with killing demons. And it's like, yeah, if you were to take that point by itself, yeah, what yeah. Christian isn't a, doesn't want to kill demons. But the problem is how you go about killing said demons. This game, specifically Doom Eternal, kills them in a very gruesome and terrible way. Mm. I think that is not thoughts that you want to be putting into your mind. I don't yeah. think it's good to be putting that into your into your brain. Uh and it's and it's the game pushes that. It forces you to do that, really. It's not like you can play the game and say, oh, but that's one small aspect of it. I don't have to do that. No, the the game basically forces you to do that. Uh but to contrast this, we're talking about a different game called Resident Evil. Now, the 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 title doesn't make it sound all that great, but Resident Evil I'm okay with. I have seen people play Resident Evil and I I think it's quite interesting. The storyline, like you were saying, Bruce, the storyline is there and the horror is just another aspect of it. The horror, yes, is like the plot kind of the the um these characters have supernatural powers, but I find it interesting that it's explained in a very scientific way, almost. It's like, there's, um, the newest Resident Evil came out. Uh, I think it's like Resident Evil 7 or 8. Um, but what it is, is basically like going over vampires, werewolves, uh, witches, marionettes, uh, sea monster creature things. Wow. But it's, the interesting thing is that they're all, like, being being told what to do by this one main person called Lady Miranda. And you find out by the end of the story, spoiler warning if anybody is playing the game <laughs> and doesn't know how it ends, leave now. But, um, <laughs> but at the end, you find out that this Lady Miranda is just a scientist for this one company called the Umbrella Corporation. Mm. And she does these experiments on these people that gives them this sort of almost like uh, supernatural-esque abilities and stuff like that. So it, it's really interesting. And I think that is a good horror thing. Um, and really, but again, even in that, you should be uh, uh, critically thinking through it. Thinking about what's the what's good versus evil. What... How do I? How should I think about this as you're playing the game or watching someone else play it? Yeah. Well, dude, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Thanks for bringing it up. I think you were the one. Um, actually, yeah, it was you, mom. You and mom kind of brainstormed a little bit, and we're like, "Hey, this would be an interesting topic to discuss, especially during this holiday where this kind of thing is celebrated, where gore is celebrated." So I, I hope. That this was analytically helpful to Christians out there. If you had uh, things that you agreed with or disagreed with, we'd love to hear from you. Before I wrap things up, though, Jake, is there anything you'd like to, to finish with? Like, a, leave people with a final thought. Uh, yeah, go check out these people's video. Cool. I would say they bring up amazing points. They really are talking about this and trying to talk about this from a biblical perspective. And I think... It, it really is a good discussion. But I, again, even even with what they're saying, think about it critically. Yeah. Um, take Don't take everybody at face value. Critically think about it. Search the scriptures. Find answers. Yeah. Um, 
And then yeah. send us an email with the answers you found. TRDshow yeah. at protonmail.com yeah. is where you can do that. So always got to plug the inbox. Um, so send us an email or check out our website or do both. Our website is trdshow.net. And if you'd rather not send an email, you can go to our website and send us a message from there. Just go to the homepage and scroll to the bottom. We've got a message box. You can send us a message that way. Um, we really just want to hear from our audience. So leave us a comment. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Gab, especially Gab, Getter. Um, we are on a ton of places. Or just go to our website and click whatever button you want that takes you to whatever platform you're on and you want to follow us on. Please don't forget to leave us a five-star review. If you're a podcast listener, please believe me when I say they really help. Like our videos. Watch them because that helps and hopefully they're fun and you like watching them and uh, hit the subscribe button because that that really boosts our numbers too and not our egos we promise we'll, we'll keep those under wraps um but anyways thank you so so much for watching or listening don't forget tune in on monday where we come back and address whatever it is that has happened this week in current events from a biblical perspective and until then, everyone, remember in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.